Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everybody. It's Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Paper Outpost podcast, the joy of junk journals, coming to you today from my kitchen. Yep, I'm sitting here watching my little sunny bear eat a sweet pea. And uh, Holly is nibbling on some food. You might hear a parrot chirp every once in a while or a lovebird. Got two of those here with me. And I thought it might be kind of fun today to snuggle in and answer some crafter questions. Um, I'm taking a look at my YouTube channel and I'm pulling up some questions. And I can pull them up from all the videos. So if you posted a question even on an older video, I can pull it up this way. So I'm just going to go through some. And, um, you know, maybe we can have some fun together answering these. So here we go. All right. Do you, uh, Karen asks, do you really want to know the answers to your questions? I seem to be compelled to tell you what I know about. Karen, I would love to hear the answers to my questions. I am a person constantly questioning things in life. And you know what? I know that, um, what's that saying where you like more than one mouse to make the mouse or something like that. But you know what I mean? Like I only have one brain and one head. And if you can toss in extra ideas or thoughts or anything like that, I would love to hear it. I may or may not always be able to respond to a post, but I um, I totally appreciate you putting the answer there. And yes, it does help me understand things better. And it does help um, other people understand things better as well, or give us options and opportunities to look at things differently. So yes, feel free to answer the questions. I would love to hear your answers. Okay. Uh, the next question is, um, from Liz. She asks, what's in all those drawers? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Beautiful space. Um, cords solution. One power strip attached to the underside of your table off the floor and still easy to access. Blessings. You know, that makes excellent sense, Liz. And here's one of those situations. Up oh, there's the parrot right on cue. He knows I'm doing a podcast. Yes, he's, he's a big ham. And hi, Holly. You just want to be involved? You saying hi to everybody? Um, they so appreciate hearing from you, I am sure. <laughs> and uh, um, so that's a great idea. You know, I do, I have the cord um, like that surge protector thing on the floor but if I mount it under the desk I have one big desk that is not an an electric desk so I could probably use that one I just got to figure out a good way to mount it under there without it falling off and clubbing Sonny on his head um, because it's kind of right over Sonny's little bed but I'm sure I can figure that out so thanks thanks Liz for that tip yeah I would like to get the cords off the floor I don't like those being down there Sonny um, sometimes takes a, uh, a liking to the cords and I'm always afraid I'm going to have a fricasseed dog, but, uh, I do my best to hide the cords, but that's a great idea, Liz. I will explore that option because I uh, got to keep Sunny safe. Okay. Uh, Lynn said, great tutorial. Our fabric, FabriTac and FabriFix interchangeable. What's the difference? Can FabriTac be used to glue down the fabric cover? Um, yeah, well, okay, in my personal opinion, Fabri-Tac, Fabri-Fix, um, and Beacon 3-in-1 glue all work the same for me. 
Um, there's probably subtle differences that I am not aware of. I did a deep dive research on the differences. Oh gosh, might be four years ago. I was just, you know, scrolling for what's the difference. And I read something that said it depends on where it's sold. Um, and that changes the name. And now I've heard other references say that um, they've actually contacted the company and there is subtle differences between the glues. Um, but for our, my personal functional junk journal purposes, they all work the same. So wherever you can get the best deal, I would say go for that. Um, yeah, that would be my best, best uh, uh, take on that. Uh, I find in the glue world, there's so many different glues and, and a lot of people use different glues and they love them for different reasons. And um, I would say it's almost a natural journey that a junk journaler makes, um, trying out different glues, trying um, to see what you like, what works well for you. And, and odds are you're probably going to settle on a couple of glues to work in different circumstances. And um, anyway, that's what happened with me. I've, I've tried a bunch of glues and I am very happy with the glues I've settled on. Am I open to new glues? Heck yeah, I'll try new glues. But um, uh, right now, um, I, I'm kind of in my happy place, you know what I mean? And then I'll buy some glue in bulk, so I've got it for a while, so I'm, I'm kind of trying to use up what I have. But yeah, really happy with the Fabrifix. I'm not sponsored, I just love the glue. Very happy with the Scotch Create uh, permanent glue stick. I was very disappointed in many glue sticks, but this one, hey, yes, that is you, Holly. Yes, we hear you loud and clear, my love, my little feathery friend. Um, let me give him a little chew toy. <laughs> okay, here you go, Bubba. You want a little toy? Here, here, toy. Take a toy. Oh, he's got a grape in his mouth. I can't, I can't compete with a grape. All right, let me just tuck this up here. Maybe we'll play with it. Um, yeah, so um, to find a good glue stick I, was really important to me because um, uh, it just makes things so much easier. And uh, there we go. So this will not balance, and you've got your glue You're coming at me with your big, sharp beak. I will now leave the chewy straw there for you. Yeah, yeah, you go ahead and eat your grape. All right, life is good. All right, so what do we, ha what do we have next? Uh, um, are they sold out already? Yes, they're sold out already. I just sold some um, writer journals uh, the other day and they have sold out already, but thanks for asking. And just so you know that um, I'm always making something new on my desk. There's always a project. So if you miss out, um, um, you may want to occasionally, I sometimes sneak things into my Etsy shop without a lot of fanfare. Um, and I do that so that people from different time zones in the U.S. can have an opportunity to buy things. And, and I will occasionally do um, a sale that is more in the time zone of the West Coast as well, just so everybody has an option. Try, shake it up every once in a while. Sometimes I'll also post other social media notifications or I'll post a, something in my community tab on my channel, which if you're... Um, subscribed and you click the notification bell, I think you get um, notified that I put posted something in there. So maybe I'll do a little whisper of maybe something coming up or I'll just pop it up for sale and see what happens. Um, I don't know. I kind of like to randomly do it. Uh, keep you guessing and uh, keep it fun. And um, okay, let's see. Uh, beautiful. Will you make some more of these, please? Many of us keep missing the offer. Do you make custom orders on Etsy? Thank you. Um, thank you very much for your inquiry. And I appreciate that. Um, I, I do like to make bundles. So you might see, um, similar style bundles. I generally don't make the exact same thing. Cause I always want to play with something new, but I often will make, um, 
12 of something. And uh, that might be uh, journals or collections of journals or journals and portfolios and bookmarks. I mean, it could be just a, a random collection of uh, several different things. So keep keep your peepers open and you might see X, uh, things come by. Oh, custom orders. Um, pr- right now, I don't do custom orders, but if that changes, I will certainly let everybody know. It's... Um, um, I, I just find it's, it's, uh, it's, I get more into the creative flow when I'm making something that intrigues me. If I'm making a custom order, then I'm making something the way somebody else wants it. And then I, it's, it's just not as fun. Honestly, it's just not as fun because, and then I'm also sweating. Will they, will they like it when I make something and I put it up on uh, YouTube and I say, okay, this is what I made. Then hopefully people who only like that will buy that. And uh, we go from there. So it's kind of that, but a lot of junk journal makers do custom orders and they make some fabulous and amazing and jaw dropping things. So, um, just kind of know that that is out there and, um, uh, people, some people love to do custom orders. So I say, go for it. Okay. Uh, Hey Pam, I can listen to you all day. And I think I told you that before I have a question. Why no string? I was just wondering because I wanted to make some paper and I had seen somewhere Someone had cut up really fine pieces of colored sewing string and threw it into their paper mix, and it was beautiful. I'd love any insight that you can provide me. Okay, yes. Um, you can use string in uh, your, if you're making handmade paper, um, but during the blending process, you want to be careful that the string doesn't get wound around uh, and break your blender or your uh, stick blender. Um, I've had that happen several times where I happen to have a string in the pile of papers and it, um, it can burn out the motor on your device. So you just, if you want to put them in, like cut them up later when you already have the slurry and then just, you know, um, um, put them in, um, as accent colors, that's a great idea. Or put it, put them in, put them on after you pour, um, and then just dust a few on top that will work as well. Um, sometimes it's better if they're just mixed in a little bit because then they will be matted down by the fibers of the paper that are in there. So there you go. That's, that's that. That was from uh, CSB. And then we have um, RJ Fisher. Can you ship to New Zealand, Pam? Thanks for asking, RJ. At this time, I don't do international shipping. And um, my main reasons are... Um, I've heard that other junk journal creators have had difficulties with customs at different, in different countries um, with coffee. Uh, apparently it sets off the dogs uh, and um, can cause the package to be open and ruffled through and maybe possibly destroyed or something like that. And also some countries will not allow you to ship um, plant material and I like to use a lot of plant material in my journals often I'll glue leaves and and little um, you know uh, things that are growing and I'll glue them into my journal so yeah, I might sell something to somebody in New Zealand but it would not be allowed into New Zealand and I wouldn't know that unless I did the research on every single country and uh, it's just not it's not practical so th- those are the real reasons um, I, uh, okay, Carol said, always gone before I can get near. Can you share the costs of them, please? This last set sold for $125, including shipping. There you go. Um, price is not a secret. Um, it's, um, uh, that's, that's what they sold for. Okay. Um, let's see. Beauty of Sounds. Awesome set. I missed out. Just wondering what, pri- okay, everybody wonder what the price was. Okay, there were 125 shipped. Um, uh, 
These, these were gone so fast I couldn't get one. Can you show us a video of the process? Yes, it's kind of funny. Um, the Writer's Journal. I did do a video of the process and I was debating, should I put it up or not? Should I put it up or not? And I think I will. I'm saving it for a little bit and I think you will see that come down the pipeline um, because uh, I think there's a couple techniques in there that um, uh, maybe some folks might find helpful. So I will share that with you. It'll be up and coming. And uh, Amanda says, hi, Pam. Thank you for sharing. These are so cute. I would like to sign up for your newsletter but when I put my email in it keeps saying enter a valid email lol is it it is my email for sure so consequently I'm currently unable to sign up can you help at all okay Amanda what I would do is um, uh, if you're having difficulty email me at Pamela at the paper outpost uh, p-a-m-e-l-a at the paper outpost.com and I will try and uh, send me your email address and I will try to manually enter it there for you um, sometimes you're already um, registered and it just picks up that you're already registered. I don't know if that's the situation, but um, if that happens, if you are registered and it's just noticing that your name is already in there, then um, it may, the, if you're not getting the newsletter, sometimes it gets filtered out at uh, your end, sometimes by, you know, we have spam filters, junk folders, things like that. And also if you use Microsoft Outlook, look in the promotions tab because that's where Uh, Outlook seems to place my uh, newsletter emails in most people's inboxes. So it might not be in the primary inbox, but it might be in the promotions tab. Try and check there. And uh, Wendy uh, said, did you sell out? I can't find your journals. Yes, I sold out. Okay, now I don't know. Etsy has a weird thing. And maybe there's a way around this. I just don't know of it. But when I have a journal for sale, you're going to see on the left-hand side a sec, uh, an area called sections, and um, it's going to have journals, it's going to have uh, digital kits, and it's going to have fundals, ephemera collections. If there's something for sale in one of those areas, those sections will be present. Once something has sold out, the section disappears, which I think is kind of weird because if you hear that there's a journal for sale and you go to look... Um, you, you know, you don't know where to look. You don't know that the section is not there, which is kind of confusing for people, and I totally understand that. If I can override that, or if there's a way to do that, I've looked into it. I can't seem to find a way to override that. But if, um, um, but another way you can find out whether the items have sold out is g- click on the word sales near the top left corner of my um, Etsy page. And if you click on that, you'll see the most recent items that have sold. So if you're looking for a specific journal and wondering if it's sold, if it's sold, it will show up in there. So that might be a, a little tip for you. A little Etsy navigation uh, information. Um, okay. This uh, Lourdes said, I have an eye makeup. I have an eye makeup brush that I'm no longer using. Can I use it for ink distress? Uh, Yes, absolutely. Um, that's actually what I use. Um, the paddle brushes that I use are actually makeup brushes. And um, I think I got them at TJ Maxx a long time ago, just in a pack. But you can get these anywhere online. I have them in my Amazon shop. You can, you can find them at most drugstores, Walmart, things like that. Um, but you can use pretty much anything uh, to get your um, ink onto your page. You can use a little sponge. You can use a little... Um, a Q-tip. You can use a, a little uh, piece of cotton cloth. You could use um, any of the makeup sponges that are out there. Makeup brushes work well, um, and the and traditional ink daubers as well. Um, but yes, yes, you can absolutely do that. Um, what else? Here we go. Um, I'm oh Tracy. 
Tracy says, I'm here because I need saving, Pam. Yep, half-filled a journal and crafter's block. Oh, yeah. (laughs) What to do? Maybe I need to visit my scrap box for inspiration. Actually, that's a good place to start. Um, Sometimes just the the fact of gluing paper um, or just rumpling, ruffling through something different can help a lot. Uh, If you feel like your creative mojo has gone out the window, the first thing I recommend is stop what you're doing. Don't force it because um, uh, like forcing yourself to be creative is no fun for anybody. And um, when the encouraging the natural flow to come back is a completely different story. Sometimes, uh, you know, just walking away and going to get a snack or going for a walk or playing with the dog or coming back and looking at it another day is probably the easiest thing to do. Um, You can also uh, uh, work on inspiring yourself. Sometimes it's a matter of just looking through your scrap uh, pile, see what's there to see what might be fun to do. Maybe it's checking out some videos to get some ideas. Maybe it's looking at Pinterest and just looking at some pictures of things people have made and you're thinking, oh yeah, that'd be a great idea. Um, a journal is basically 100 canvases, blank canvases staring at you in the face. And uh, so, yeah, don't be surprised if you feel a little bit overwhelmed or something like that, uh, where you're thinking, I, I just don't know what else to do in here. I mean, I think I'm out of ideas. I, I, I don't know what to, to create. Um, some people do better with a systematic approach. Uh, let's say... Let's say you want to do a big, fat, chunky monkey journal and you just want to go to town and load that puppy and have all sorts of fun things to do throughout the journal. A very explorative, um, um, you know, a journal that has something that you can push and pull and tuck and look under and peek around. Uh, Write down a list. Uh, This I found very helpful in the beginning um, of all the different things that I could put in a journal. And um, so I would write, okay, uh, pockets, tucks flips, um, side tucks, upper tucks, lower tucks, diagonal cuts, uh, tucks, um, you know, envelopes, uh, whatever it was, I would start to write down all these ideas. And then I would go through and salt and pepper these ideas throughout the journal. Maybe I would put 10 pockets in the journal. Then I put um, maybe seven corner tucks in the journal. And I would go methodically and, and put these through. And once you get onto a page and you start, it, things kind of get rolling, you know, maybe you've got, uh, oh, this also helps. Um, I used to, uh, when I would make a journal, I would go and I would pick certain things from my ephemera collection that I wanted to put in that journal. And, um, if you're doing that journal by journal, that can be extremely time consuming. It's, uh, faster. If you plan on making a lot of journals, this is not necessary if you're only making one journal, but if you're, if you're going to do with several journals, I recommend going and grabbing a, um, Uh, like a plastic Ziploc gallon bag and go along and take all the pieces um, and fill the bag and then and do that again and again and again maybe get five packed so when you get inspired to make a journal you just grab your gallon bag you've got all the little goodies you want to put in there you sit down and then you you know you put some pockets through there maybe you tuck some things into the pockets from your little plastic ephemera bag then you go back and you do some tucks and it kind of comes through in waves like that and it'll give you um, a little bit of direction, a little navigation, a little place to shoot for. So when you do come into that um, block zone where you're like totally out of ideas, that'll give you a place to launch from. Also, another thing is an idea book. If uh, a lot of people do this, they'll actually make a journal to contain ephemera ideas. So and and. Um, 
This is a, a great wealth of information for yourself because it's so easy to forget about such simple things that can make the journey so much more fun. And um, if you have one little example piece tucked into a journal or a box, it doesn't even have to be a journal, but sometimes easier to see in a journal. And also sometimes the actual project lends itself to seeing it on a page as opposed to loose in a box. So um, something to think about, some ideas to get you started. And absolutely, yes, dive uh, headfirst into your scrap box and look for inspiration in there because there's always so much. Um, okay, uh, Sherry asks, what kind of glue are you using? Um, probably nine times out of ten, I'm using either Fabrifix glue or I'm using Scotch Create glue stick. I do use some other glues, but those are my big ones. Um, <coughs> When is the newsletter coming? Three days ago. Okay. Okay, my newsletter comes out officially um, close to the first of every month, either on the first or the day before the first or the day after the first, but in that time in that time zone if you're already signed up. If you're newly signed up, I do check every day or every other day to see who has newly signed up, and then I will send you the most current... Hello, Holly. The most current newsletter right away, so you don't have to wait for the next month. So that's how that works. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, who gave you the paper? Was it another YouTuber? I think this lady um, is talking about um, the Got One magazine page. Um, video that I just did. And that was Lori from HodgePodge Cottage. Um, she gave me a beautiful collection of very old German magazines and, um, uh, they are just wonderful. So thank you very much to Lori for that, uh, wonderful, uh, gracious gift. And, uh, I told you, Lori, I put them to good use and I'm, I hope I am. So there you go. Uh, what kind of beautiful bird is that in the background noise? It's so calming. <laughs> Ollie, you hear that? You're calming. <laughs> uh, yeah, even he's laughing. Um, yeah, you're a sweetie pie, Holly. We know it. Yep. Um, he's giving me the eyeball right now. Are you talking about me? Are you talking about... Oh, yeah, we're talking about you. And um, he is an African gray parrot, and he does talk, but he's a little bit shy sometimes. He likes to talk when I'm not present in the room. Sometimes if I'm upstairs... Uh, uh, binge watching Netflix or something like that, all of a sudden he'll get all chatty Kathy and I'll just hear lots of discussion going on down here. And uh, uh, sometimes he sings his own little songs too, which is really adorable. And he picks up a lot of catchphrases that we use. Um, you know, hi, honey, bye, love you, uh, things like that. Uh, just, just these uh, little uh, phrases. He uh, knows most of Happy Birthday, yeah, and he's got a few other songs under his belt. Uh, I love how you love me. He knows the first few lines or first line of that. And he shortens it to, I love me. Yeah. <laughs> My beautiful self-absorbed parrot. Um, yeah. So Sonny's just sort of hanging out today. Yeah. He's quiet. He's over there just uh, having a snooze. Um, let's see. Who else had a question? I think we can take one more. Um, <clears throat> Is Distress Ink different from an ink pad, and would it work? Um, the Distress Ink pads are pretty much ink pads with ink on them. So they're very similar to what we know as the old ink pad. Maybe there's a little bit more modern uh, chemical consistency of it, but basically it's a dye ink. Um, distress Oxide 
ink pads, I believe are pigment plus dye ink. So they, they work similarly. They react a little bit differently to water. I would say the ink pad, plain ink pad, there's nothing wrong with a plain ink pad. It doesn't have to be distressing. Any ink pad will work. Um, whether it uh, comes off with water on your page is another question. Um, there's stays on and other basically waterproof style inks. But, you know, who is splashing all this water all over their journals? Um, uh, that should not be. <laughs> Don't throw uh, lots of water on your journals. The ink will run. Okay, so in a regular book, if you pour water on the page the ink will not run so that is handy but if you come in there with uh like greasy fingers from eating a bag of potato chips those stains will stay on the paper you know what i mean we all kind of know that but um also um let's say something is on the cover and you don't want um you know finger smudge and stuff like that probably use an ink that is waterproof or water resistant like a stays on or something like that um, but for regular stamping through the book, I think a regular ink pad is just fine or a distress oxide ink pad is fine. It gives you a little bit more intensity in color. It takes a little longer to dry, but I think that, um, uh, those ink pads last just, uh, the distress oxide, they last for, for a very, very long time. Um, okay. What did you spray on your black soot ink pad? Oh, uh, to moisten it. My ink pads are very old and I bought many used ink pads in the beginning so I reload them with when they get when there's no ink left in them or very little ink I will uh, reload them with a re-inker it comes in a little bottle and I just pour the ink on the pad it soaks it in and then I wait a little bit uh, to it allow it to distribute itself and then I uh, just go and ink away but for refreshing the pad let's say it's just dry it um, you left the, the top off or it just um, the moisture has left the building um, you can just spritz it with a little bit of water or you can mix a little bit of glycerin in water and spritz it that will keep it moist a little bit longer because glycerin is a natural humectant and it will draw moisture towards it but I find just water is fine if it's um, on a daily basis uh, I don't think you want to spritz your waterproof inks because they use a different solvent so um, don't quote me on this because I don't use those a lot but I think it might be acetone or alcohol as the solvent but I would look that up to be doubly sure um, and uh, I actually have a few of those pads but they have completely dried out and I'm not quite sure what to put on them but I don't use it that often so um, um, there you go <laughs> uh, okay so I think that is a good round of questions for today I hope that answers a lot of them for you and um, I'm gonna keep uh, checking in here to make sure I hopefully uh, keep up with these and uh, feel free to re-ask again if uh, um, uh, you know, uh, you're so inspired. I, I love to hear your questions. I love to um, toss around ideas and I love to hear from you guys. So thanks very much for hanging out. Uh, remember, um, up until August 1st, 2021, I'm having a, the 80,000 subscriber contest giveaway. There's a, a video out on that. Just go ahead and um, check out the video and there's a prize. If you want to enter, go for it. And um, I have made more fem uh, fundals, ephemera collections. So if anybody's interested in the hard copy, actual antique, vintage, interesting papers, plus a mix of other interesting papers for junk journal making, um, uh, there's a hundred in a pack and I do uh, hard copy mail those out to you. So I do have some available in my Etsy shop right now if you're interested. And also um, I have an Etsy shop which has vintage digital kits, downloadable printables that uh, you can print out anytime. 
Um, once you buy them, they're always there. If you don't have a printer, you can always call your local Office Depot or Office Max or Staples or FedEx uh, and stores like that and, and uh, tell them your situation, tell them their JPEG files and could they print them out for you and they will walk you through the process of how that's done. And what else? Um, uh, oh, I have a po- you know about the podcast, right? Yep, here you are. And... The newsletter. Don't forget to sign up for the newsletter if you haven't done that. All the links are down below my videos if you're looking for that. And with that, we will just uh, put a pin in it here. And I can't wait to speak with you next time. So I hope you're having a fabulous day. I hope you get some fun crafting in. You certainly deserve some fun. And uh, take care, everyone. We'll be talking to you soon. Bye-bye.